0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre sales to select campus events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. On real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop
2: by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The big take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world.
3: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to the Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying A, a podcast. podcast.
0: Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hello and welcome. It's our number one, our number one of our radio program, recorded off terrestrial radio. And repackaged in the podcast format. So Carson Wentz is on the move again. Traded from the horseshoes to the commanders. Goes from the Colts to the Washington football team. Now, has Washington improved its quarterback situation? Also, who's next for Indy? We'll take a look at those questions and more right now in our number one. Here it is. Sending the horse away. Well. Come in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are united again. Here we are in the air everywhere as we lay our cards on the table. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and uncommonly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the side. The ringside of the chatter, the Fox Sports Radio studios at a secret location somewhere in the North Woods, and I hope all is well with you as we are back at it again here. Another long night chopping down the late night hours, burning the midnight oil, as some uh, some say. So our lead this hour coming from the silly season. I am going to flog the horse that is the silly season as long as I can. So Russell Wilson. We know he gone. Uh, He's on the move to the Broncos. That happened the other day. Uh, So he's out of there. We'll have more on that because there is some post-mortem on Russ in Seattle. We'll get to that in a future hour. But that has turned the green light on. Green light, go. Go, go, go. As we zoom through the transactions for 2022, another day and another quarterback on the move. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that this is exciting. Because we're talking about Carson Wentz. And there's very little about Carson Wentz that is exciting. Uh, But he had been on the auctioning block out of Indianapolis. And we have a better. We have a winning better. Now, if you didn't see this, and and maybe you actually have a life and you're not in my position where I I have a financial interest in following this crap. Uh, So maybe you missed it. So Carson Wentz has been traded for the second consecutive year. He gone. <laughs> Every year we should have Carson Wentz play for a new team. So he was traded from the Indianapolis Colts. He gone. To the Washington Commanders. Yes, that's dopey name. But the Washington Commanders uh, for a second and third round pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, a third rounder. In the 2023 draft, that can go up to a a second round pick if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps. So, outside of a fender bender, Carson Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback. I I don't see a scenario where he's not the starting quarterback in Washington, in the Washington, D.C. area over Landover, Maryland. Uh, So, more likely than not, he's the guy in 2022. Otherwise, why would you have bothered to trade for him? So, let us discuss. Carson Wentz goes from colt to commander. Has Washington improved the quarterback position tangibly? And uh, and I am uh, I'm shaking my head no. No, 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 uh, I've got Beater, Haley's Comet, and Headgear. And we're going to put all of these things together and confuse you is what we're going to need to do. So A, best case scenario. I'll be Benny Brightside. All right? I'll be Benny Brightside for a second. If I am talking to only you, a fan of a team that used to be called the Redskins and then the football team and now Commanders, This is, best case scenario, a lateral move. That you still suck at quarterback, but you're not worse at quarterback. And Carson Wentz had a good defense and a stable of good running backs. One in particular, Jonathan Taylor, was really good. And in that Indianapolis offense, he was a decoy. He was a decoy for the Colts. And then when the Colts needed him to step up in a couple of games at the end of the year, he took a ride on the Vomit Comet and couldn't get it done. And it's hard to imagine outside of the occasional good game. Like maybe Carson will come out and thrash the Eagles just to annoy the people in Philadelphia. But outside of that, I don't think it's going to be any different. It's not like they have pixie dust in Washington. I believe there's a big graveyard there where quarterbacks go when they play for the NFL team in Washington. And changing laundry, especially this new laundry, which is just like a dopey, generic NFL uniform with no originality and it doesn't pop, it's just blah. It's just filler is what it is. Now, Dan Snyder, I have no doubt that Dan Snyder, the – owner there, had visions of sugar plums, otherwise known as Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, dancing through his head. He shot his shots. One of the shots was an air ball. The other shot was a brick. And so rather than be left empty-handed, rather than scrounge around and get leftovers in free agency, the head honcho of the commanders naturally did what any executive does in life. Yeah, he panicked. Uh, And this move is oozing with desperation. What a debacle with a capital D. Carson Wentz still has value in the NFL, I guess, because of what he did in 2017. Spoiler alert! I mean, look, it's not 2017 anymore. It's not. And he has been able to be traded twice now in back-to-back years, belly-to-belly, back-to-back, eye-to-eye, Living off past accomplishments. Of course, there's a saying that I believe is true. If you live in the past, you die in the present. The Colts learned that lesson last year. It looks like now the Washington football team is going to have to learn that lesson the harder way uh, this year. And Carson Wentz, what kind of quarterback is he? I'll tell you. Carson Wentz is a, a beater at this point. Now, not an egg beater. He's like, like a beater car. Uh, He's been around for a few years now. He's had a lot of injuries. There's a lot of mileage there. There's some scratches. There's some dents, a little faded color because of the wear and tear, the excessive wear and tear. And you would have thought to buy a car. Normally the, the whole point of buying a car like that, a beater car, is that it depreciates in value, that the depreciation kicks in and you get a good deal. But Carson Wentz is the beater quarterback, but you're paying a premium price. It's inflation, man. Try to buy gas. Try to buy gas right now. Carson Wentz, you know what he is? He's the penny stock that everyone's betting is going to turn out to be the next big thing. But not a long-term investment. You buy penny stocks, you're like, ah, maybe it'll go up a couple of cents, but that's it. It's it's not going to, you know, I'm not going to ride the coattails of this and all the way to the promised land. All right, now part B, from the Colt side of things. Takes a couple people to tango here. From the Colt side of things. This is a Haley's Comet situation. It is the rare trade where you get scratcher tickets and you have won the trade. All right. it's, it's the white elephant gift that gets repackaged and you get the better gift. Every 75 years, Haley's Comet, 75, 76 years, Haley's Comet uh, is visible to the naked eye. And every 75 years or so, you get a trade like this. Uh, Carson Wentz was a. Toxic, toxic asset. The Colts dropped the final two games of the season. Uh, They lost to the Raiders and Jacksonville. They they fell to 9-8. and And that loss to Jacksonville is why this happened. The worst team in football. Big favorite. Game on the road. Jacksonville's nothing to play for. And you're double-digit favorites and you go out there and you puke all over the field, Carson Wentz. Would have, could have, should have. Would have made the playoffs, could have made the playoffs, should have made the playoffs. Didn't. Didn't. And so you had Frank Reich, the coach, and Chris Ballard, the big-mouth GM there, who were both non-committal. We talked about it. We knew right away. We had said it. We said it. We yelled it into the microphones. When Frank Reich refused to commit, to Carson Wentz. That was a bad sign. Then Chris Ballard refused to commit. These were all dead giveaways. But the biggest of them all was the owner, Jim Ursay, who wanted nothing to do with Carson Wentz. And Ursay would rather go out and buy you know, some old piece of equipment that John Lennon had than, and waste, that, waste his money on that than pay Carson Wentz. And Wentz was going to be fired. He was going to be fired. Uh, he was getting the pink slip. It was an open secret. Now, in sports, they don't really fire players; they use more PC terms like "released." But he was going to get fired. Every man, woman, and child that follows football, even a little bit, knows this to be true. The Colts must have thought when the when they got that text or that phone call, and uh, hey, uh, it's uh, it's uh, Chris Ballard, Colts GM. Yeah, hey, uh, hey, this is uh, this is Dan Snyder. I would like to trade you multiple picks: third and second round picks. And I want Carson Wentz in return. Can we make that happen? I I will I will put my my uh, my microphone that I'm holding here. Well, I'm actually holding this up in the air. But I would I would bet that in my headphones that the Colts initially thought this was the Babylon B or Sports Talk Barry that this was satire. That there's no way another NFL team would be that dumb. To to trade for what? Like the culture probably thinking, boy, we're the idiots. We traded for this guy, but at least we had the Frank Wright excuse that our coach worked with him in Philadelphia. But what are they gonna say in Washington? They don't even have that. All right, last word. So everybody knows one of the cardinal rules of a negotiation is you never bid against yourself. It shows weakness, it shows a lack of commitment, and that's how you lose a lot of a lot of money and a lot of things. So you know, it, there's also an expression. It's been used a lot in dating. Why, why pay for the cow when you can have the milk for free? You'd have to ask Dan Snyder about that because apparently uh, he likes to he likes to spend things that he can get for free because he could have gotten Carson Wentz again. He was going to get released, so I say fit Dan Snyder for some new headgear and get him a dunce cap because he he's earned it with this. I know he's done some other things that have earned it, but this is another uh, you know, another p- on the pile of accomplishments. More evidence. That the greater fool theory is alive and well, which is great. If you've ever made a mistake, the greater fool theory can bail you out. Now, if you've never heard of the greater fool theory, it is very simple. It is a concept that in professional sports in particular, because we do sports, that players are traded from one fool to a greater fool until eventually they can't find another fool, and then at that point the bottom falls out, trap door opens up, the value plummets. Well, clearly not at that point for Carson Wentz. He was traded from Philadelphia to Indianapolis for a third-round pick and a for, it turned out to be a first-round selection in this upcoming draft. And a year later, following a uh, Noble like meltdown to close the year, Carson Wentz has been repackaged yet again the white elephant, right? Put a, put some wrapping paper on it, put it in a nice box, and someone's going to take it. And you know, is it going to be how many? We we don't know because it depends how much he plays. But is it going to be a third rounder and a second rounder? How many? What are we looking at here? Essentially, his value has stayed the same because if you say it ends up being a second and a couple of third round picks, maybe even two, depending on how it shakes out, two first, uh, two second round picks, it's about equal. So his value really hasn't gone down. Uh, Essentially, his value has stayed the same despite being a decoy, a stool pigeon, the Colts. They thought, hey, we, can, we know this guy. The Colts coaching staff, they were fully aware. They had intel on Carson Wentz, what made the man tick, and they thought they could tinker and fix the glitches. And after one season, after one season in Indiana, he overstayed his welcome. And so now enter the chat, Dan Snyder, the Washington football team, whatever they're called now, and, uh, and they think they're going to tamper with Carson, and they're going to alter his performance. And just like the Colts, a year from now, we'll be like, well, who's going to be quarterback for the uh, Washington Commandos or Commanders whatever they are? Who's next? Now, as for the Colts, who's next? Because they they have a blank space on the bingo card at quarterback, and they have locked in their bullseye on Jimmy Garoppolo, which is not a terrible fit. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a terrible fit. He's a middling quarterback who people think is better than he is. And he could play a similar style with the Colts as in San Francisco, where when the Niners were successful, they had a defense that was playing well and a pretty good running game. And Garoppolo was just kind of there. But because he's a quarterback, people think he's better than he is. And Garoppolo would be a, a good decoy. He would be pretty good at that. That's what he did in San Francisco. So if he goes to Indianapolis, that would be a case where he has a good good defense you got a a good running back, and you know got Garoppolo. People think you're going to be better than you are. Now, if I was in charge of the Colts, I would say forget Garoppolo. I want excitement. I want touchdowns. I would take a shot on Jameis Winston. I would. I I would take a shot, and I would would play Winston uh, similar to how the Saints did. I would would open up a little bit more. The Saints were really – they never took the training wheels off. Uh, Jameis Winston. But I, I would, if I was the the Colts, I would m- be more inclined to go that direction. As uh, you, you can play the conservative game, but you can also, if you have to, throw the bazooka up and and have a grand time with famous or not so famous Jameis. All right, is the Ben Maller show? If you would like to be part eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven. Nine nine six six three six nine. You can join the festivities also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. Give us real time feedback. We may even read your comments on the air. It's an amazing concept. I know. All right, straight ahead. The Maury Show meets Jerry's World. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: It takes the entire village to raise up the Maller Militia. We need support from comrades like you to get the most out of the Ben Maller Show. Have your voice be heard by the night-loving masses. It takes hardly any time to follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Uh, Couple anos Felice. We'll have a little hockey talk in the final hour of the show. That'll get you to stick around for all four hours. And now, live from the Fox Sports Radio
4: studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, no, not only that, Eddie, as we throw you a bone, we've got the NHL Puck 'em later this hour and Woo-hoo! a hockey themed Who Am I game. Woo-hoo! Yeah. We're going all hockey all the time. We are. Shootsy shoots, he scores. Yeah. Put the biscuit in the basket. That's how we do it, Eddie. Yeah. Anyway. This Carson Wentz trade. Wow, this is big news, Eddie. I, I was so excited I got to break down the Carson Wentz trade. That's oh, yeah. Couldn't wait. All day I was like, oh, this is great. I get to come in here, get, get my swing in the batter's box. Mediocre quarterbacks changing teams. I've got to believe the
1: Commanders fans are just uh, in a tizzy yeah. right now.
4: Well, the ticket sales are going to go through the roof, number one. Uh, n- number two, uh, the merchandise. Oh, come on. you got to run out and buy your Carson Wentz swag. Don't want to miss out. The Sawman writes in, says, A-plus, Big Ben. Wentz just got traded to football Siberia. He has never recovered from the Super Bowl season injury and has been mediocre ever since. I was there. I saw him. I was at that game uh, when the Eagles played the Rams at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum, better known as the Mausoleum at that time. They've renovated it since. Uh, but I, I was there when he got hurt, and uh, he couldn't even walk up the tunnel at the Coliseum from the visitor's locker room there. They had to get a golf cart. And at the time, they were like, oh, man, we're screwed. And then M- Manna from Heaven, better known as, as Nick F- Foles, uh, came in there. And and well, we know the rest. We know how that worked out. And that was, the, that was pretty much the end of Carson Wentz uh, as an NFL uh, player. Uh, Craig says, uh, he says, big news, Craig's in Seattle. He says, KJR 9.50 a.m. has moved to KJR 93.3 on the FM dial. And Craig says, my goodness, you're 300% more clear. Night and day, FM is for real. So right now, Eddie, we're rocking the FM dial in Seattle. That's right. We're much cooler right now. We were not cool yesterday on the AM dial, but now that we're on the FM dial, my God, are we, the the clout points we have now, Eddie, through the roof. Yep. We've arrived. Got a post about that. I actually saw a lot of uh, tweets
1: about that yesterday.
4: Big news. Uh, yeah. Craig, of course, is so emotional he's going to start crying that yeah. he can hear our voices much better now. He's very emotional, that guy. For Proclaimed Craig. He's the guy who cries over everything. Uh, the Burner account writes and says, How dare you, Benjamin? How could you not start the show off with the low-hanging fruit? The, uh, the Jerry Jones story, uh, he says. Well, I might get to that right now. I saved it for the B block. It's a wonderful know. story. I
1: don't know if you want to lead the show.
4: Off. Yeah, yeah. I made an editorial decision. It's
1: a good story, but
4: yeah. That's yeah, a tough one to lead off with. You know, that's a tough one to lead off with. But uh, Jerry Jones is in the tabloids. They're all over this. Yeah, this is like a the pos- glory hole. Well, apparently, uh, he, let's just say Eddie... Uh, he uh, he shot his shot and uh, he uh, scored. Yeah, apparently, uh, Jerry. At least that's the allegation. Uh, some random woman named Alexandra Davis. <laughs> we're not sure who that is, but apparently she's a, in the political world. She's 25 years old, so it's not like she's going to get any, uh, you know, any money as far as uh, you know. When you're a kid and you, you know, you know how it works. You get money if your parents. Uh, or if you're, Child support. You're, exactly, exactly. She's not getting that, but you know, he's looking around and I want me
0: some glory. Hope.
4: Yeah, you uh, I think he went the, the other way. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Jerry Jones is uh, getting sued by this woman, and her allegation is that Jerry Jones, the Dallas Cowboys boss, is her biological father. So, uh, Eva Mexico. Yeah, you are the father. We don't know yet. We don't know if you are <laughs> the father or not. But according to the – let me give you the basics on this. I'll give you the thumbnail recap of how this all went down, all the, the tawdry uh, details. So this goes back to the mid-'90s. So you got to think, where were the Cowboys in the mid-'90s? They were good, right? They were in the Super Bowl. every. They had, the, they had Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith – they had great defensive players, Michael Irvin. They had all these big studs, and they were winning, and Jerry was on top of the world, and apparently he was on top of some random women also, including uh, this, this uh, lady's mother uh, who uh, barely reached a confidential settlement with Jerry Jones. But it stipulated he would financially support the mother and daughter as long as he was never publicly identified. As the, uh, the kid's father. So I guess that means Jerry, it, it's like a double edged sword. Uh, it, it's bad for Jerry publicly that this has gotten out if it's true. Even if it's not true, it's bad. But it's good, guys. He doesn't have, have to write checks anymore because she violated the agreement. And remember, and, some of us cowboys. And this, uh, she's 25 years old now, Alexandra. Uh, she was one year old when the settlement occurred. And she is suing to not be legally bound by the stipulation. So what is the goal here? Is the goal, what, what, what are we looking at here? Uh, are we trying to get, Jerry's getting up there in age. Is she looking at the end game here when the pearly gates come a knocking and she can get maybe a share of the Cowboys or something? Is that what she's looking at? I don't know. You'd have to ask her. Uh, you know where Jerry met this woman, by the way? Did you see that part of the story, Eddie? No, I didn't. What do you, what do you think she was doing for a living where Jerry would cross paths with her? Oh, was she a cowboy cheerleader? No, no, that would oh, make damn. it even better. Yeah. Uh, no, well, she was. No, baby. He's
0: so horny. <laughs> she was a. He's so horny.
4: Hooters uh, waitress? No, uh, desk agent for American Airlines in Little Rock, oh, Arkansas. Wow. Oh, my God. So. Uh, Jerry's a proud, proud man from Arkansas, right? Probably passing through there. Who's uh, suey. She, uh, she had a cute little outfit on, and Jerry saw her, and uh, one thing led to another. And uh, apparently, she was married at the time, uh, so that uh, it's a little awkward. Uh, but uh, there you go, uh, Jerry. So, will, will this story completely disappear? Will Jerry just cut another big cartoon check, or is this gonna kind of hang around for for a bit? I'm uh, sorry. What is she suing for? Uh, the woman in question, the 25-year-old woman, is uh, she is suing in court. Let me see. Let me give me the exact term. I gave it to you here a second ago. I got a page up here. The, uh, the suit is, uh, she's suing to be legally bound, uh, not be legally bound by the stipulations. So I guess she wants to not get money. Her mom's getting money. She doesn't want that anymore. It is odd, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, she's 20. I mean,
4: she's not like... Is she hoping kid.
1: that uh, she can somehow get in on his will when he kicks the? Well, that's what I was saying. Like yeah, you know, okay, when, okay. He, when
4: he meets the Pearly Gates, there that uh, he can get some money out of this thing. And she's uh, in the political world. She she did say that she had to reveal that Jerry was her father when she she apparently was part of the the uh, Trump White House. She worked behind the scenes there, and she had to tell the uh, the Feds to get access to the White House that Jerry was her. Her biological father, but I don't know if they've ever done a test or anything. But if if it's you know Jerry's been paying money here, uh, then uh, okay. Uh, the, according to the lawsuit, he uh, Jerry Jones provided twenty seven thousand dollars to help the woman uh, he stooped uh, with divorce thirty thousand in cash during negotiations, and later a lump sum of three hundred seventy five thousand dollars that uh, he he paid out here. So let's do the math on that. So, Great cash, homie. Uh, what are we looking at there? That's less. That's like less than $450,000, but it's, it's 1990s money, so it's worth more than it would be today with the cost of the dollar and all that. Man. Uh, the lawsuit was temporarily uh, sealed until the end of the month. There was a hearing scheduled. Let me tell you, we will have in-depth team coverage. We will be all over this story. We'll get to the bottom. You think she looks like Jerry? Would you, If you were a girl, would you want to look like Jerry? He's kind of a weird-looking guy, right? I mean, we don't know what Jerry would normally look like because he's had a lot of work done. But I don't think you'd want any of the features of like Jerry. You know, that'd be a little tough, right? But uh, have we seen a photo? Does anyone? I, I've not seen a photo of this woman. I have not. Uh, I assume there are some, though. Coop's looking now. All right. Oh, well, no, I'm
5: actually know. looking at photos of young Jerry Jones.
4: Yeah. Well, how old was Jerry in the mid-90s? Let's do the math on that. I was told there would be no math. When I'm I sorry. This job. What was Jerry, like 80-something? Is he and 80? remember, some of us cowboys. So 90s is, my God, it's 27 years ago. So eh, it could be in his 50s, maybe even his late 40s. Who knows? All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. We'll have more on that. I'm sure that will not be the last time we take a look at the gossip, the tabloids, uh, with Jerry Jones. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
5: Mike check, Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things Hoops culture you will not find anywhere else to make your next move your best move and tap in with me on kj live wherever you get your podcast from
1: so uh we mentioned colgate getting into the tournament a lot of the uh you know no offense the lesser conference uh championship games have been wrapped up uh then the bigger conferences are now starting up their tournaments uh for example, the ACC tournament uh, is ongoing. Uh, did you see that Syracuse forward Buddy Bayheim was hit with a one-game suspension? The, yes, of course, the son of still Syracuse head coach Jim Bayheim. I think these, he has these been Bayheims co- are
4: thugs. I think the father he's been
1: killed someone. There. This kid's. Thug, oh. I mean, this. These, oh, is <laughs> that too soon, Eddie? That was a uh, that was a that Justin was a in blow? Cincinnati move right there. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I honestly think Jim Beheim has been coaching longer than Coop has been alive uh, at Syracuse. But anyway, his son, I think that's true.
4: He's been there for since the 70s, yes, right? Yes, yes, he has. Yeah, Coop was born in the 80s. Uh, Buddy Beheim suspended
1: for a game for punching a Florida State player in their win over the Seminoles earlier in the day. So he will not be able to play for the Orange against Duke uh, in the quarterfinals tomorrow. And if they lose that game and uh, they are not expected to go to the NCAA tournament, that could be the final game
4: for Buddy Bayheim. Ends his right. career throwing a punch. Could be the final game for Jim Beheim, also. I don't know, man. I you think, think he's, he's going to be like Coach K and demand everyone kiss his ass for an entire year?
1: Absolutely. To wasn't validate, this, wasn't yeah. he supposed to
4: retire like four or
1: five years ago, and then he changed his mind? And said, nah, yes,
4: yes, yes, yeah. There was a. Yeah, he's a he's a surly guy too, Beheim. He's uh he's not he's not. Didn't he hit somebody yet. with his car? Too.
1: No, Roberto. That's what Ben was talking about earlier.
4: Huh. I already used that material, Roberto. I mean, I
1: already. Did you know he's never been a head coach at any other school? It's amazing. First season was 76-77. The thing about
4: Bayhan, there were rumors years ago when I was doing this job that he would go to the NBA. He never never really got serious with any. you think at some point he had such success at Syracuse that it would somebody would have given him a shot in the NBA or he would have wanted to go to the NBA. Him and Coach K, neither one of them coached in the NBA. Coach K almost. At the Olympic, yeah, Coach K almost, but Lakers, they, he coached, right? they took the Lakers job, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, never, never went to the the NBA. And like Jerry Tarkanian, you know, who I think is just at that same level. Tark the Shark, the Laker. Yeah, he had a great East. NBA career. Well, it didn't didn't go quite so well in San Antonio, but <laughs> like, but he tried and he tried. Yeah. You, know, you you showed up. You, you tried to prove that you could you know,
3: demonstrate. Like, you knew what second. you were
4: doing. And, Hold on a second. Yeah. I can't recruit <laughs> these criminals to come to. Uh, play for my team? <laughs> 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 hey, Jerry Tarcanian. Uh, we interviewed him on the on the Blitz when I did that show. I interviewed
1: him every week when I was in yeah. Fresno. He oh, was-
4: that's right. Yeah, that was the, I, all I remember of Jerry in Fresno was the samurai sword incident. That's yeah. all I. Remember, at UNLV, they had the hot tub incident. They had a lot of incidents. But he had so many great quotes, Jerry Tarkanian. Remember the, the line he had? He said, the, the NCAA was so mad at Kentucky, they're going to slap another two years of probation on Cleveland State. That he, those little shots that he took, <laughs> at the time, that was hilarious. At the time, that was hilarious. Because they never really punished the big schools. They only punished the – like UNLV was like a small school compared to the big boys, and they would punish the running rebels, but not, not those other schools, so. Anyway, all right, it is the Ben Maller Show. Now, jumping on the apology train, uh, we have learned that Indianapolis Colts head coach Frank Reich, the Reich stuff, uh, Frank Reich has apologized to Jim Irsay for encouraging the Colts to acquire Carson Wentz in the first place. (laughs) He was the one that that publicly, well, I guess privately lobbied, not publicly, privately lobbied and put his neck out to try to bring Carson Wentz to town. And uh, finally, uh, eventually, uh, the ownership there said, okay, Jim Irsay said, uh, let's do it. But uh, we have learned now that Frank Reich apologized to, to Jim Irsay. Uh, and uh, listen, you're going to pay a lot of money in the salary anyway. But one year, was it $27 million or something like that for for Carson Wentz, but he had shown tremendous confidence in his former prodigy with the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, only to watch him fall apart. Eugenia Chicago writes in, says, uh, as far as that Jerry Jones story, Jerry Jones, your estranged daughter, wants, show me the money! Yeah. Well, clearly, uh, why else would you... Why else would you do? That? Is she going to do the rounds? Is she going to go on all the the morning shows? And they're going to you know sit around. Oh, what was it like growing up knowing Jerry was your father? But you know that whole thing is that going to happen? I don't know. Uh, Trucker Joe says the real question is how many other kids Jerry has that have that same agreement. Well,
3: yeah, yeah. That
4: that is uh, an interesting uh, point. We might never know until Jerry passes, and then everyone comes crawling out of the, the woodwork to try to get the money. Everyone's fighting over the money. That Jerry's going to leave behind, uh, but I, I can't tell you that uh, back in the in the day, I, I had somebody in the boxing world. There was a very famous boxer who will probably sue me if I name them. But they he, they had a package. They uh, th- these, this boxer, this guy liked uh, stooping uh, you know, random uh, ladies, and uh, occasionally uh, one would uh, slip past the goaltender, and he'd have kids. But he had a standard a standard financial package. It was like a boilerplate situation that he would offer. He, he he did it so often that he just had, you know. Now, he and at that time, he tried to make the uh, situation go away at first, and then if they wouldn't go down that road, he would then offer uh, a secondary financial uh, situation. Uh, Thomas, the Cub fan, writes and says, Coincidentally, the Cowboys have not won a Super Bowl since this chick's been alive. I know a curse when I see one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man. All right, let's see here. Uh, Bobcat, uh, Bobcat48 writes in says, whenever we have a labor dispute between owners and players, I picture a town crier in the Middle Ages surrounded by uh, peasants. Uh, he's uh, reading from a scroll uh, about how the kings and the dukes are arguing about distribution of the 90% tax they took from the, the peasants. So there you go. It's eh, about right. It's about right. I'm not losing anything. I love baseball, and I'll, I'll watch baseball when they come back. But I'm not. Then I want to play. If they if they don't want to screw this thing up, I'll find something else to do. And I, I learned I can live without baseball. I did it for most uh, you know, over 100 days, and we all did in 2020, 134 days with no professional sports. So I'm not worried. There's plenty of things. I'll get back to marble racing. I, I'm not opposed to doing that. I'll get back to it. All right. it's Ben other show on Fox. Today. We'll have the NHL puck him, time permitting. Here's the Who Am I game. Maple Leaf star Austin Matthews has 50 career multi-goal games, the most among all players in the NHL since he debuted in the 2016-17 season. I am the only U.S.-born player that has recorded more multi-goal games than Austin Matthews before age 25. Who am I? Again, the only U.S.-born player that has more multi-goal games than Austin Matthews before age 25. Who am I? The answer next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR
2: to listen live.
1: After midnight, we let it all hang down on the Ben Maller Show. Join the best-kept secret on Fox Sports Radio, Bird Dog Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And on Instagram, it's at Ben Maller on Fox. Put your fingerprints on our weekly signature uh, features like Ask Ben coming up at hour three of this program and Lame Jokes coming up tomorrow.
4: And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. So the Maple Leaf star, Austin Matthews, he's got 50 career multi-goal games, the most among all players since he made his NHL debut. I am the only U.S. born player that has recorded more multi-goal games than Austin Matthews before age 25. Uh, who am I? That is the question, and what is the answer? And we have time for a few random answers, and then we'll get to the NHL puckum, uh, Rick, the great Rick. Astley, guest by the real Martin at the airport in Denver. The Dixer account says Jessica Alba uh, is the uh, the selection. Uh, who else do we have? Gordon Bombay from the Sawman. Uh, page down. Jamie Langenbrunner from the Late Night Drug Tester. Uh, let's see your page down. Page down. The uh, Brett Brent, the other Gretzky from Ferg Dog. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Uh, is it Mike Madano? No, Eddie. Oh, my God, Eddie. It's Pat LaFontaine, la, la, Eddie. La, 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 Pat Fontaine. LaFontaine. Woo! Here we go. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Time now. Free. Why are we
1: always rushing through this?
4: I like to hurry, Eddie. Uh, Roberto, you have the first pick. Two skaters and a goaltender. Hurry up. Down. Uh, Austin Matthews. Yeah, interesting. Uh, all right. Uh, Coop. Connor McDavid. Uh, I will take uh, Jacob Markstrom. from Eddie, Jonathan Huberto and right. Nazem Kadri, Johnny uh, Goudreau, uh, Coop. Um, come on! I don't know. Come on, Austin Matthews. Good pick, Roberto. Back, to back. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky. One more, one more, one more! Roman Josie Coop!
0: Coop. I don't know. Igor Kyle
1: Igor Shesterkin.
0: Winnipeg Jets. Connor.
1: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit mfm.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway,
5: Madison, Wisconsin.
2: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
3: We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets